What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Yes, hopefully you guys are having a great week. Um, it is early. This is the first time we have taped in this podcast this early. So if you hear the kids coming home from school, if you hear yelling, if you hear a little bit of screaming, if you hear whining, maybe a little bit of crying, or maybe even Logan leaving going to football practice. Logan, see you later. Bye. You're going to hear a lot of it because it's in the middle of the day. But um, before we start the podcast, we have announcements. So just like in church, you have announcements. We have announcements as well. <laughs> the first announcement, I want to put you guys on to our next real estate webinar, which is coming up on the 25th of October. All right. So if you want to learn how to flip a house, we're actually going to take a house and go from start to flip. So we're going to show you how we purchased the house, where we got the house from. We're going to uh, break down from demo to plumbing to electric to building up walls, to doing the kitchens, the bathrooms. We're going to go step by step. So you can actually see the process before, during and after. All right. So for more information, you can click the uh, link in my bio and that'll send you to every place you need to be. And it's only limited spots available. So I want to see you guys there. And also for all you guys out there and women, too, I'm doing a car show. Gia won't let me do it in person, so I have to do it virtually. So we're doing a virtual car show. It is pretty freaking awesome. So if you think about Realtor.com or any of those sites where you look at a house and you can do a virtual tour where you can go right to this room or left to this room or upstairs or downstairs, the car show is going to be similar to that but better. So you can go. It's going to be a venue where you can go right, left. You can go in the car. Uh, you could click it and find out more information about the car. It's going to be pretty. I'm going to say it again. Freaking Awesome. So you can click the link in my bio for more information as well. All right. Now let's get this uh, podcast cracking. Let's get it started. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today was something I heard. Jean- why do we start about? Why do we always start with what you want to talk about? No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> I had an answer. You want the answer? Go ahead. Because you should submit to me. Because whatever I say goes, oh, and that's what this podcast okay. is about. Great segue. Thank you. She didn't even know she segue and I had it. Uh, Jeannie Mai was talking the other day and she was talking about when she comes home, you know, she's engaged to my brother Jeezy. And she said uh, when she comes home, she wants to submit to her man. Here's the clip. I, Jeannie Mai, going into my marriage, I want to submit to my man. Let me explain. When I hear this definition, like you just said, Adrian, submitting has a negative connotation. It means that you are less important. You are lower than that person that you're submitting to. It usually can be like, you know, referenced as somebody who works lower than you. And that's not what I'm referring to here. But what I really learned in my life for my definition of marriage, I'm not saying what I want works for everybody. I'm saying for me, I'm a very dominant woman. I own my business. I lead my teams. I played my own manager, my own publicist, my own lawyer when I didn't have money to have those people. So I make the decisions in my life. When I come home, I am a, I, I like the idea that my man leads us. That doesn't mean that in this case, Jay makes all the decisions for us. So now let me start off with you, babe. So what do you feel about submitting to your man? (laughs) Um, well, I'll start first. I'll start first. Submit, motherfucker. <laughs> so, my, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, no, no. You can actually go ahead. Um, I, 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 think that, I, think, I think that you should submit. Goddamn right. Are you kidding me? I think you should rub my feet every day. I think you should rub my balls. 
And I think you should say, awesome. baby, how do you feel every day? I, th- awesome. I, I think that's how it should go. No, but um, honestly, I really feel like um, I get and I understand what she's saying. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the definition or your normal definition of submitting. I think she's in a relationship and she works hard every day. Um, I think you go through that. I think I go through that as well, where you're out and about, you're working, you're, you're, you know, she described it best. You know, she has a bunch of different jobs. She works constantly all day. She has to take care of her own business. At times, she had to be her own lawyer. She had to be her own manager. She had to be her own agent. So when she gets home, a lot of times she don't want to think. Uh, and I'm the same way. You know that. Mm-hmm. I work all day long, whether it's real estate, the car shows, the podcast, the breakfast club, uh, and so many different other things that I'm doing, the juice bar, you know, the water company. So when I get home, sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to think you call that submitting. Am I submitting to my wife? Because I'm like, babe, you pick the movie we watching. You pick what we're eating. You pick, pick where we're he doesn't, going. He doesn't even want to deal with the remote control. Yeah. I sometimes don't... <laughs> we, f- <laughs> am I lying? No. Sometimes we fight over who is going to handle and manipulate the remote control because neither of us want that extra stress of rewinding, pausing, the kids come in, fast forwarding, this, that, the third, choosing the movie, going from Netflix to regular television, Correct. to Hulu, to this. Like, he doesn't want to do that. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Right. So I don't necessarily think it's not submitting or submitting. It's it's what relationships are about. And I think sometimes there's certain things that I do that I'm like, when I get home, I'm tired. I don't want to do shit. You pick what we're eating. You, you want to eat roast beef? You want to eat meatloaf shit that my mom used to make as a kid that I don't know why my mom made it because it's disgusting all the way around? I still don't like meatloaf. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. But I've but, never had meatloaf. Oh, yeah? It looks so nasty to me. My mother made me I've eat I've never meatloaf. had it. Oh my gosh. Me, I, I, I don't know why. Like nobody ever came over and said, Ma, maybe some meatloaf. Like I don't Isn't know. Is it like a burger loaf? Because don't you put ketchup in meatloaf? It's like ground beef. I don't know what meatloaf is. With some extra ingredients and you is... put ketchup in it and then you mush it together and like put it in the oven. That's I, what I imagine meatloaf to be. I, I don't know what meatloaf is. Why are we is. talking about meatloaf? I don't let's know. Let's keep let's keep going. But I'm thinking about all the stuff my mom made me eat as a kid, and I'm like, why? Like why are we talking about this? Let's go. All right, you're right. Because <laughs> meatloaf isn't healthy. It's not like it's a healthy alternative. Be like, oh, you should it eat might this be meatloaf. Easy. Maybe because it's easy. All right, but anyway. So back to submitting. Uh, yeah, so when it comes to it, I don't want to necessarily choose, you know, and I get it and I understand, and that's what she's saying. She's saying, hey, I work all day long, I do all these different things. Now, nah, when we get home, I just want to submit. Let him pick everything. I'm good. I'm, I'm good standing on what he wants to do. I trust him as a partner. And people gave her flack for saying it. But I get it and I understand. And I don't necessarily see anything wrong with what she said. People gave her flack because of the word itself. Submit. Submit automatically makes you think of being less than someone else, mm-hmm. um, not being as intelligent or having the wherewithal, um, to make decisions for yourself or to stand up for yourself. Right. And even if you disagree with someone that you have to do what you're being told anyway, because you're being submissive, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to front years ago. That's probably how I would have taken it. The word submit. Submit. If someone said you have to be submissive to your man. um, And it's funny. I have a friend. I'll say her name. Maria. Maria. Maria is a boss. Like Mm -hmm. Jeannie Mai. 
is a boss. Correct. Um, Jeannie Mai, according to that clip, has her own business mm -hmm. and does all the things that she and you just said that she does or did before she could afford to have people to do it for her. Um, my friend, same thing. Uh, she has been successful for a very, very long time mm -hmm. and she got divorced. And when it was time for her to find herself into a new relationship, she said, all I want is for a man to lead. Mm -hmm. I just want for someone to take the reins and make everything else easy for me. I want him to make the decisions. I want him to make the choices. And I just kind of want to fall back and be soft because I'm so tough and I'm so hard all day long that that's going to be a relief for me. So from that point of view, I absolutely understand. Um, from what I understand, biblically... The man is supposed to lead and the woman is supposed to be submissive. Mm -hmm. I understand why if you're looking at life idealistically, okay, the man is supposed to go out, hunt, bring home the bacon, provide and things of that nature. And the woman, I guess, is supposed to be the caregiver, the nurturer. I think just in the evolution of us as human beings, I'm assuming that that's why women are able to bear children and, mm -hmm. you know, why we have breasts and we can feed and our body develops milk and all these things. I think that uh, when we were put on this earth, there were supposed to be specific roles for men and women. We've evolved out of that. But the essence of it, there's something to it. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something to it. The trick is, or the caveat is, a man can have that position mm -hmm. and a woman can take that position or not. But let's say that that's the case if the man deserves that mm -hmm. position. If a man deserves that position... If a man is not deserving of that position, I can't put, I can't allow you to take the position to lead and make foolish choices and mm -hmm. do ignorant things if you have no integrity, if you have no morals, if you have no values, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. But if a man does have those qualities, then he is fit to lead. Um, but think about the word leader, okay? Um, leader isn't synonymous with dictator, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to mean what I say goes. And again, years ago, if you said the word submit or submissive, that's what I would have thought. But that is not what it needs to mean. A good leader can admit when they're wrong. They can hear other opinions, other points of view, other perspectives. They're open-minded and they aim to please. So if you have a man with all of those qualities, then... That means that he is fit to lead. So if he's going on a path of making a wrong decision and the wife who is submissive says, you know what? I don't think that that's the greatest idea. What do you think about this? A true leader will consider that. And let's say he still disagrees. A true leader will have a conversation and compromise. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to mean what, that knee-jerk reaction would incline you to think that it means. So I understand. But then there's also the argument, and I'm sure many of you will say, 
well, why does one have to lead and one not? It can be 50-50. I think it really all depends on your interpretation of the word. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that and I understand it. And submit is a word that, like you said, has a lot of different meanings. Like if, if my daughter said, I'm going to submit to my boyfriend, I'd be like, whoa, 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 no, no, the fuck you not. Probably, I probably think it's like she meant whips and chains. And right, right. <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm definitely not thinking that no, about I my mean, daughter. No, I mean, that's just, I don't know. Someone came to me and said, I'm going to submit to my boyfriend. But even this when she talks about submitting con- to her husband. The, but, t- the context. But, but you know, I, I would be like, no, you know, you know, you don't submit to mom, no motherfucker. Like you're, you're a strong, independent black woman. No, you, you're not submitting to anybody. But I understand how Jeannie Mai broke it down. Right. Like, I understand in a the relationship, there's two different angles. There's two different ways. There's ways to think about it. Because I'll be honest, sometimes I, I submit to you and I'm like, no, I ain't doing shit. You, you leave. Where do you want to go? You want to go to this restaurant? We're going there. You want to drive what? Okay. You want to walk? You want to skip? You want to jump? You want to get on a scooter? I don't care. Whatever Truthfully, you want to do. when you're home, you really do want me to make all the decisions. That, yeah. Because I'm, well, that's how I feel. You know, it's like. Like you don't want to think. I don't. And that's my, that's, and I get it and I understand. And I think that's the best thing about relationships. It's like, there's things that sometimes I lead, sometimes you lead. I, I don't have to lead all the time. It doesn't have to be everybody jump on my back and whatever daddy says goes, but it's also, it's like, what? <laughs> Nothing, what? go ahead. What? Just the things that you say sometimes. It's just what? everybody kind of, jumps on my back and what? <laughs> whatever daddy said, like, that's what you think about it. <laughs> but when it comes to it, I honestly feel like, yeah, I work all day long. And, and me as an artiste, because I consider myself an artiste. Um, and I'm sensitive about my ish. And I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> but no, but all day long, uh, my brain is, is continuously going, whether it's about real estate, whether it's about, you know, all the different jobs that I have. And, I'm trying to leave a legacy and not only leave a legacy, but I'm also trying to help my community and help my people. So I try to do things and try to think of ways to help and to push myself to the next limit. I think I'm at a point now where I find, I don't want to say enjoyment, but I I find excitement of pushing myself to the next limit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like as a kid, I exceeded everything that I ever thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, My expectations weren't as high as they are now because I never thought I would be there. For me, a kid from Queens, I just wanted a house in Long Island with a picket fence and two kids. That's all I ever wanted in Mercedes-Benz. That is what you wanted. In a Mercedes-Benz. That's all I ever wanted. Um, But Do you remember, sidebar, do you remember when we were in high school, that letter that you wrote me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You wrote me a letter. I think we might have only been going together for maybe five or six weeks. And you wrote me a letter telling me that you wanted to marry me. Mm -hmm. And you wanted that house in Long Island with Mm -hmm. a picket fence, a dog, and two kids. Right. Like you've always had. Yeah. And and we accomplished that at 22 and 23. Mm -hmm. Well, we weren't in Long Island. But we were in Jersey. Jersey, We didn't have a picket fence, but. No, we didn't. Have we, didn't need a, we didn't need a picket no, fence. Events, no, no. Well, we didn't have a jer- We didn't have a dog. No, we didn't have a dog. No. We had the house and the two kids. We had the house and the two kids, <laughs> and we had where we had a Benz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, you know, it, it's one of those things where we we push ourselves to do better, and I think what she said was fine. I think people gave her flack because of the quote unquote term. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. But you know, I just think that people have to um, think more thoroughly about things before you jump right 
to make a decision or attack someone. If you listen to what she said,、mm-hmm. I think it makes sense, and I'm sure it makes sense for a lot of people. I wouldn't say that in our relationship that I submit to you,、mm-hmm. but if I had that mindset, you would be the man or the type of man that I would submit to. That's just not the nature of our relationship, and it's just it might not be a term that I would particularly use. But at the same time, I'm okay with it, right? You know, and like I said, if everything is in place and it's the two right human beings, then it can absolutely work. I don't have anything against it, and I am a dominant personality,、mm-hmm. and you know, I do、um, have strong opinions and things like that, and I do feel like nobody's going to push me around and、mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So it doesn't have to mean that you are a weak person or anything of the like. It just Like she said, it, it's it's what is what what's right and what works for your relationship. You know, you have to figure out your own relationship cocktail, and you can't be deterred by other people's opinions. Absolutely. Well, I would love to know your opinion. So if you can leave a comment in the YouTube, our DM, or when we post this, we just love to to hear your opinion on submitting.、Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the email of the week, I wanted to discuss.、Um, Relationships and abusive relationships. Okay, coming from you, where?、Uh, it was just something that I was thinking about, right? And I was thinking about the evolution, and I was thinking about how the evolution. I'm, I'm explaining to you. <laughs> <laughs> what chapter of the Bible was that? <laughs> Stupid ass. And the reason I was thinking about it is I was thinking about、uh, young boys, right? And when they date young girls, you know, and let's say they get into an argument. Most boys don't know how to argue or don't know how to have a conversation. So their first instinct, a lot of times, and I see it with a lot of rappers. This is why I say it. I see it with a lot of celebrities and a lot of rappers and a lot of uh, uh, hosts, where they were—I don't want to say necessarily. I can say violent. They were violent with their girlfriends in the past, right? And I was thinking to myself, you know, I do a lot of thinking when I'm sleeping, and I was like, you know, how do Hold I? Hold on a second. Let's process that really quick. What I think when I sleep, well, like when I wake up from my. Well, my I think、naps. most people call that dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Just ponder on that for a second. You do a lot of thinking while you're sleeping. How do you pull that off? <laughs> anyway, that's why I'm an artiste, and you're not. You and Kanye think while y'all sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, before I was rudely interrupted. I was thinking, you know, how do I make sure our sons are not physical with their girlfriends, right? And I know he's thinking, like, what the fuck did that come from? Yeah,、but、where did that come? But from? But I always think about it because I'm like, I always think, am I being a good dad? Am I teaching my kids the right way? Am I being a good father? Am I showing my kids the right thing and not just assuming that they know and、mm. not know?、Mm-hmm. You know, because you hear all these stories about. A man and a woman, they get into an argument, and then you see a guy yoke their girlfriend up or grab their girl, phys- <clears throat>、uh, you know, physically.、Mm-hmm. Um, you you should do a shot at me right there. Like, how else can you grab your girl? It can't be on the physical. I thought you. Was gonna I was gonna let that one slide. I was gonna let that one slide. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself, how do we talk to our young boys and young men to to tell them that it's not okay to put hands on women or to get physical in any capacity? You know, because <clears throat> when you're young. Even when we were young, I've grabbed you a couple of times, and I've grabbed you one because I, I didn't have a good argue game. 
You know, what you laughing about? Because you are you are an attorney, so when we argue and things hurt my feelings or it got to the point, you're new to the podcast. I'm not really an attorney. No, not really attorney, but she can argue like a goddamn attorney. Excuse me, goddamn, but she can argue like an attorney. But you know, I was thinking to myself, all the things that I had as a as a kid where I was sensitive and. I was hurt and I necessarily didn't know how to speak and communicate and to talk that I used that aggression on you when we would get into arguments. So like whether I grabbed you or I mean, I never punched you or kicked you or hit you or, or snuffed you or anything like that. But I grabbed you before and I was thinking to myself, like, why? Right. And so the other day I was thinking, I'm like, why, why did I do that? And I did that because I tried to use my not aggression, but force or to try to manipulate physical presence, Yeah, physical presence over you to make you change the way that you thought or to make you listen to what I had to say or to intimidate you to think what I was thinking, opposed to just thinking on my own saying, having somebody that thinks differently than me and having a conversation and meeting in the middle is the best thing. So I was thinking to myself, how do we necessarily teach our kids to make sure they don't make that that same decision, that that wrong decision, you know? And I look at and the reason I said celebrities and I'm looking at artists because there's so many you see so many different cases of women coming out and saying this person grabbed me or this person hit me or this person kicked me or this person put me in, you know, um, whatever it may be. And I'm like, how do I have that conversation? So let me ask you. We have two young boys. <clears throat> What would you tell them when it comes to women and it comes to that type of... Because that's not a conversation you have. You don't have a conversation like, hey, you get an argument with your girlfriend, don't get physical. Like, that's not something that you talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so how do you have that conversation so that that young men out there understand <clears throat> that, no, you don't put your hands on a woman. You defend a woman. Mm-hmm. You protect a woman. You don't try to intimidate a woman. How do you have those conversations? Because you see it all the time, like I said, with different celebrities in... And, and, and sometimes celebrities evolve and you'd be like, damn, I did this when I was a kid. I did this back then when I was wild. But how do we stop that from saying I did not do that back then? You know, like because when I hear somebody says, yeah, oh, this person hit me or this person choked me. I'm sitting there like that just seems all the way crazy. Yes. Um, regarding having a conversation with your boys, I think that the first step, because being physical with a female is the escalation, right? It doesn't start out. Can you can you hold that thought for one second? Just one second. Let me just just tell um, Ben's that the dog is inside because if Ben's oh she just pulled up yeah she was sitting in that car for an hour until this podcast is over yeah because she won't come out yeah she puppies. won't come out she do not fuck with the dog and the dog do not fuck with her. Her okay. phone Ben's must be here. Left the phone here because I hear her yeah, phone. Yeah, can you just tell her that the here. dog is in? Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, she's there. Okay, cool. Can she see you, Estat? Estat's giving her a thumbs up. Okay, so go ahead. Back to... Wait, let's make sure she comes in. She's opening the door slowly because she don't want the... the, the... Okay. Okay. Um, so like I was saying, uh, being physical with someone is the escalation. Um, that's one oh, kid. Hold on, that's one kid, kid coming in. in. Hold on one second. I'm sure that they got the lecture. Hi, Choo Choo! Um, come here real quick. Come and just, you guys could just come and wave and say hi. 
Just come up and wave and say hi. Watch. No, 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 you can come in the camera. Jackson, come over here. Watch the drinks. Come over here, come here. Turn, turn, turn. turn. Come here, come here, come here. Turn, wave and say hi. hi. Say hi. Where's your sweater? You took your sweater off? I was so hot. I... Mom, I took it, I took it off. Oh, you guys can tell me later. I took, okay. I took my jacket off at school. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, I you guys can tell me car. everything later. Okay, go. That was so cool. <laughs> uh, here, Cookie! <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Oh, 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 that's okay. Don't worry about it. All right, guys, get out of here. Know, beat it. Tell me later. Tell me later. Beat it. Beat it, beat it, beat it. Hi, Choo Choo! Oh, go, go, go. Run. Run. You look a little crazy. Okay, throw her a blankie. Okay, baby. So, as you can see, which one of the kids love me more and which one of them love her more? There's only one that came to me, gave me a hug and a kiss. <laughs> the other one with the mom first. But it's all good. But now, uh, back to, you were talking about uh, being physical. Okay. So, like I was saying, now for the third time, being physical is an escalation. I don't think that <sighs> volatile relationships start out being physical. Mm -hmm. It starts with maybe... The man talking down to the female or being condescending and seeing how far he's able to get with that. Um, and then maybe doing it in front of people to see how far he can get with that. I think it's a little bit of a game to see how much a female will take. Um, and then once he gets comfortable in that space, I think that it can ramp up to becoming physical. So regarding having a conversation with our boys, I think that the first thing is to teach boys that females or women are equal right. to you. And, and I think that they also are starts not, in the house, like what right. they see. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, well, let, let's take it a step previous. Mm -hmm. Setting a good example right. for your children would be the best thing that you can do. I think that Logan and Jackson see how you treat me and see how you talk to me and sidebar. Hold on. Can we just address something? What? You people in the comments. You people? Yes. Ooh. You people Ooh. in the comments. Don't talk about my motherfucking wife over here. With this whole... No, they're not talking about me. They're talking about you. But with oh. this whole... Envy doesn't respect Gia, and he talks to her crazy, and he's so disrespectful. Listen, the cursing and the profanity and the P word, you go too freaking far. Wait, what, what P word? Pussy? Don't play with me. Not now. This is not the time. I'm trying to defend you right now. Okay. okay. I'm trying to defend you right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right? Okay. Keep defending. Look at me. You go too far. This motherfucker loves me, by See? the way. <laughs> you go too far. But... When he calls me a B, or he calls me an MFR, or whatever, it's jokes. This is how we joke. And don't this get is it, how we joke. Don't get it twisted. This motherfucker will beat me up, like, hands down. Like, okay. she has put me in a headlock before. Like, I, there's times when I wanted to call 911 and be like, what's your emergency? My wife is beating me up. Like, Listen. I, we're joking, but no, I have the ultimate respect for my wife. We joke and we play. And, and he does. And if you can't joke and play in your relationship... We don't give a fuck about you. We, I think... We do this because stop. we love... <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. Like, not when you keep going too far using profanity. I'm offended by that, actually. That that offends me. I don't like it. It's too much. What word it's just like? too much. Stop it. Stop playing with me. <laughs> stop playing with me. I and it is jokes, and that's why he does it. And he takes into consideration the nature of our relationship. That's why he goes too far. 
And you're right. Yeah, I don't like it because there's just certain words that are extreme for me. Okay. And it's not right for the podcast because I think that there are people that you do offend once, twice. Okay. Because we're this, it's real talk. Yes. But sometimes you just go above and beyond, but the B word, the MF -er, like whatever, like it's funny to me. It may not be funny to you. You might, your man might be joking and say that to you and you may damn well blow a gasket, but that's you. I happen to think it's funny and that's how we laugh and we joke and we play in the house all day long. And I think that's why, or part of why we enjoy each other so much because it's part of the nature of everything. So just understand, I don't take offense to it. And if I don't take offense to it, then you shouldn't take offense to it. You don't think women out there have pussies? Cats. Rashawn, I'm now see. I said cat. I'm going to take that. I'm going to withdraw everything that I said. People out there. I'm going to withdraw everything that I just said. Continue on. Okay. Continue All right. Continue on. Okay. And a lot of times I know you do it to get a rise out of me or because you do think it's kind of funny or whatever. But I'm saying you do need to tone it down. So they are right about that. (sighs) They are right about that. But I do this podcast so I don't have chains on my hands. (laughs) <laughs> shackles. Oh, shackles. <laughs> but Break for me. you people that think Free that he's me. just down and outright being disrespectful, he's not. I've never, to be honest with you, been around a couple in which the man has more respect for the female than Rashawn has for me. So I appreciate that and I adore you for that. So I just had to say that. I love this motherfucker. So it is that. I'm sorry, go ahead. You don't have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. Be an October voter. In most states, you can vote early in October. Request your mail ballot. Return your completed ballot in the mail or in person or vote early at an early voting location. There's no time to waste. Treat every day like election day to make sure all voices are heard. Make a plan to vote. Be an October voter. Visit instillivote.org to join the fight for voting rights today. Paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund. Now, what was I saying? You were talking about um, what they see in the, in the household. In oh, yes. So our children see the way that Rashawn talks to me, the way that he shows me respect, the way that at times he submits. Um, my daughters get to see me take a stance and hold that stance. So they witness what strength looks like when we do disagree. Um, our boys get to see you submit. So they learn that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they learn that there's an equality between men and women. So you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I wish I would have thought of it first, but no, you are absolutely right. Setting an example is the primary thing that you would do mm-hmm. in a household. Second, which is what I was saying would be to teach them about equality Um, and to show them examples. Um, Our friend Danny uh, bought London and Brooklyn a book called, I don't know the full title, but Mm -hmm. I think it just might be called Her Story, Her Her Story, story, Mm -hmm. as opposed to His Story, History. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a book of all of the strong, not all of them, but many of the strong women in world history. Um, I didn't, I didn't read the entire book. It might be United States history or world history, whichever way Mm -hmm. the idea is that our girls will read it. But now that you're bringing up the topic, maybe we should have Jackson Mm -hmm. read it as well. I have Logan read it, Jackson. 
Yeah. It's oh, a great idea. Um, but the idea is to kind of instill values in your children from a young age. And yeah, I do think that you at one point do have that conversation mm-hmm. with your boys where it's more direct after you've already laid down the foundation um, and the mindset for them to just say, hey, you know, when you start dating or now that you're dating, like, let's talk about this, you know, and you see what their points of view are. Um, Logan is very respectful. Yes. Um, He loves, loves, loves his mama. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that Logan has respect for females. Um, but you do need to talk to them about what happens when your temper exceeds, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what happens when, you know, it's not all sweet and something goes wrong. How do you handle it? You know, the same way that you have conversations with them about how to deal with the police, you know, they might be in a fiery situation with a female and you want to make sure that, they know the protocol. And you know something? You've done that with Logan now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. You will find little examples. I don't know if it's when we're watching TV yeah. or when we're talking about something that's going on in the media. And you'll be like, you see, that's why when it comes to a female, no matter what, you always turn around and walk away. Yeah. You never put your hands on a female. Absolutely. Like You find opportunities to drop those little um, notes on him. Every now and then. Absolutely. But I just I just wanted to have that conversation with something I was thinking about the other day while I was sleeping. <laughs> and I just wanted to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's, I think that's the way uh, to go about it. But let me take it a step further. What happens if you have a boy who you feel can get to that point or is volatile or is aggressive or is, you know, somewhat dangerous? Sidebar. I was watching Dateline last night, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to let you know, Gia's like a Dateline junkie right now. If if I die or something happens to me, he just watched Dateline because I'm sure she got the killing on the idea from Dateline. But you guys will never know. I I promise oh, I could murder somebody and get away with it. I All right. So much forensic files in Dateline. Go ahead. Anyway, um, I was watching it last night. Because I had like a nine hour laundry marathon in my house and I knew that it took me nine hours to wash, dry and fold everything because I watched nine episodes of Dateline in my family room. Hold on, sidebar. I just want to say I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Like if you don't know, um, Irma is not here anymore. We had an episode where Irma left and we've been picking up the slack. And I think the next podcast we should do, we should call it Life Without Irma. And we should talk about all the stuff that we have to do, which is crazy. Because yesterday I had a little attitude. I don't know if you peeped it. No. When I had to watch the kids and you were like, I need you to watch the kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll do. That's why when you asked me to bring up Brooklyn chocolate milk, I told. Who'd you send? Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. You sent Brooklyn. He sent Brooklyn. Okay. I'm in my nine hour Laundry let's talk, let's talk about it. Let's talk about no, next no, 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 no. We're gonna talk about no, no, that. No, no, next no, podcast. Because no, this is because no, we call no, it life without Irma. No, 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 no. There's a lot of things no, going no, on without no, Irma. No, 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 no. We'll, no, talk no, 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 no. we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. I know. No, no. Life without Irma. Okay, go. This is something different. Go. So go back to what you say. Don't have sour grapes because you have to pull your end of the slack in this house. I don't got sour grapes. Go ahead. Go. So anyway. I was washing, drying, hand ironing for all you guys that said, there were people in the comments that were like, um, 
Oh, Gia has time. Like, obviously she has time. No, I don't have time. I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning and woke up at five o'clock so I can get all of my hand ironing and my folding done. So I'm off a two hours sleep right now. But anyway, I watched nine episodes of Dateline. And the last episode that I watched was about this boy who was dating this girl. And ah, I shouldn't even say this, but it's the truth. So I'm going to say it. I was watching and there was so many signs of like how you used to be with me, like the jealousy, Mm -hmm. the possessiveness, the controlling. He was all of that. They were, no, she was 16. He was 18. Um, And they met in high school and he was too much of those things too. He was exhibiting too much of those negative characteristics. And she decided that she just wanted to break up with him. She broke up with him. He was crying. He was sad. He was depressed. He was beside himself, tried to get her back. She didn't want to go back with him. And he pretty much decided that if he couldn't have her, nobody would. And I mean, he's like the best player on the football team. She's a cheerleader. And, um, he went to our house and literally, shot two bullets into her bedroom where he knew that her bed was up against the wall. So from outside the house, he shot into the house, mm. like through the frame, through the wood, through everything. It went and shot her in the head. Mm. Yeah. And she died. Um, so it's kind of, kind of going hand in hand with what we're talking about right now, where his parents probably knew that he had a violent streak or a temper problem. I'm sure that he nor any of his friends knew that it would ever go that far. But what do you think about kids or boys that have that violent streak or they have that aggressive nature and you think that it can go down that road? I think you got to try to check it early. And I think a lot of parents try to check violent behavior with violent behavior. Mm. And I don't necessarily think that works. So if your son has violent behavior and you beat your son for having violent behavior, I don't think it teaches him not to have violent behavior. Um, I'm not somebody that can say what you should do. Um, Therapy is always good, I think, to have somebody to talk about their feelings and maybe go to therapy with your child so you can talk one-on-one and understand why things are. But I, I think what a lot of times what, what us parents do is we we have violence with violence. So if our kid acts up in school and gets into a fight or curses somebody or does something foul, we beat them, we punish them, we hit them. And I think that doesn't any, do anything but continues that. Well, we behavior. don't do that. No, no, we don't do that. <laughs> you but mean parents yeah. as adults? Yeah, I think it's parents. Um, as a kid, I always tell like my dad has never hit me ever. Like, never laid a finger on me at all. But you were terrified of him. Yeah, I was terrified of him because he made me terrified of him, but he never hit me. Right. Um, my mom has yoked the shit up out of me several times. My grandmother, my aunts, but never my dad. Um, but I think that being violent towards violent behavior is always bad. I think it's always to get help. If you have it's violent behavior... It's negative reinforcement. Yeah, I yeah. think if you have violent behavior, it's coming from something mm-hmm. and it needs to be you know, figured out where it's coming from, whether it's low self-esteem, whether it's a problem or it's a feeling, you need to get those feelings out. And then once you get those feelings out, I think you'll understand life more. Even for myself growing up, I was a, I was somebody who was insecure and jealous and, and just once me and you had a conversation, I don't even remember what that conversation was and how we talked about it and this, that, and the other. But after we had that conversation and getting everything out, 
I was never like that again. I remember the conversation. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't get jealous. Like you don't go out and I'm like, oh my gosh, where the fuck were you? I gotta follow you. I, I, I'm not that person anymore. I don't look over you and be like, who you texting? Who you calling? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm just not. I, you know, not that I don't care because I always care what you do, but I'm not jealous. Like I love you and I, I trust you. You know. So and, is that the change? Is it that you trust me? Is it? I trusted that, you before, though. I, I, did you trust me before? I did. I just, did you? Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. Let's yeah, I did. think about that for a second. Yeah, I did. You always trusted me? Yeah. You never distrusted me? No, nah, but I was just... A jealous person necessarily doesn't matter about trust or not trust. It's a matter of what they see in their mind. Like, I was just always thinking, she can do better than me. She'll get somebody better than me. And not that you would cheat, but, you know, my whole thing is, let's say you do meet somebody and it's friendly. And I'm like, well, what's his intention? What is he trying to do? You know, and it was just always something... Now my mind doesn't necessarily think like that. You know what I mean? I just. You can't, you can't simplify it by saying it just doesn't, but nothing just happens. So you have mm -hmm. to think about it. What do you mean? What doesn't happen? You said, I j basically, I just don't feel that anymore. I just don't, I don't think feel, that. I don't feel like a jealous person. I, I trust you hundred percent. But what changed? I think I let go, because of, let's say, I let go know, of the God and I let, I, I don't, there's nothing that I can control. I can't control if you go out and fuck 30 niggas. Awesome. That's I, good to know. I can't, I, can't, I can't control it. Like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it regardless if I'm jealous or if I'm not jealous. I have to allow in this relationship to allow trust and say that my baby loves me. I love my baby. We've <laughs> built something in this relationship and that's what it is. But if you want to go out and knock off 30 dudes or give 50 dudes head, like you're going to do well, it. This is great. See, this is what this kind of what they're talking about, though. You're not really doing much to kind of like redeem yourself. You know what I mean? I didn't say... Suck niggas dick. I said, no, okay, hold on. I no, said, no, no, hey. no, hold on. No, no, no. I, you know what? I think we might have to edit that part out because I might, I might have a little bit of a change of heart right now. No, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I tried to edit I mean? myself. I said, you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you think, S dot? Yeah. No. Maybe. Yeah. Want to get to the email? I want to fight you. Oh, let's fight naked <laughs> with oil. <laughs> No, but continue though, because that but now no. we're actually, no, don't try to flip to the email no, when we're actually getting somewhere. No, but because, that's how I feel. Hold on, there might be people that are going through that, and this might be a moment for them to self-reflect. So I'm asking you, what was the change? I think what changed in you? You didn't just wake up one morning and be like, you know what, I'm just gonna let go and no, let go. No, it was God. a conversation that we had that we spoke about our relationship. I don't remember what it was. I, you know, my memory is not the best. And during that conversation, we just spoke about our relationship and where we were and where we wanted to be and how you felt about that's not me. what happened. Okay, that's I, I, not what I, happened in that. I I don't remember. Conversation. I don't remember, but I know as far as right now, I let go and let God. I don't let things stress me. I don't let things bother me. I know that you are here for me and I'm here for you and that we are a team. Before I would be thinking about them. If she goes to the mall, what if she meets somebody or what if she? I don't think like that. My brain you is not wired like that. Going to the mall, y'all. But, but that's how I am. That's how I was. I'm not like that now. So to say what that change was, I don't remember what that change was, but I just know who I am now and who I am as a person now and what affects me and what doesn't affect me. It's not that I don't love you or I don't care about you. It's that those things don't bother me. Like, right. Well, je jealousy and being controlling is not synonymous with love. And that is a huge misconception for young girls mm -hmm. and maybe some older girls too. Older if, women as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, because you might be thinking, why did I stay through all of that? And if I'm being completely honest with you, 
when he would get so jealous and so irate and would literally go into a tailspin mm -hmm. and be so obsessive and want to be so controlling and manage what I wore and who I spoke to and not want me to have friends and not want me to go anywhere and things of that nature. I ignorantly thought that that meant that you loved me so much. Well, correct. The idea that you loved me so much that you did not want to lose me and you would do anything ignorantly made me feel as though it was like that crazy in love. Mm -hmm. And you were like that from the get-go, you know, from 15. Right. Um, and it's really what I believed. And you never hurt me. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did shake me a few times. Mm -hmm. um, pinned me up against the wall a mm -hmm. couple times. Sat on me on a bed, maybe once or twice. Didn't let me move. Um, but that was as far as it went uh, physically. And I was never scared of you. Mm -hmm. I was never scared of you. And I never had um, the thought, oh, what if he loses it? Or what if he goes too far? Or what if I never... That love was always there, you know? Um, but you refused to shed these little ways. And um, I honestly thought that it meant... It made me... F oh, gosh, this sounds terrible. But I have to be honest with you guys in case you're going through something like this or you have daughters that are going through something like that, mm -hmm. like this, but it kind of made me feel special right? Um, until I grew up and got tired of it and it got old. And um, what happened was, so it was my mother, my brother, me and you, mm -hmm. they were in the house. We had gotten into some type of argument that had to do with jealousy mm -hmm. and it was raining cats and dogs. And this is when you had a motorcycle. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. So you stormed out of the house, got on your motorcycle and peeled off down the block. And your state of mind was, uh, crazy. That's the right word. Mm -hmm. It was crazy at that time where I thought that you were so in your feelings about our relationship or about me or whatever, that you would be like, F the rain, F my life, F everything. I'm just, I'm taking off right now. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being so worried that you were going to crash. Put it this way, I had no idea what was going to happen. And that day, I realized that it was too much. It was too much. My mother was worried. My brother was worried because they heard us arguing and then they looked out the window. They saw you peel off. My mother's like, oh my gosh, the boy's gonna kill the poor boy's gonna kill himself. That's exactly what she said. The poor boy's gonna kill himself. And I'm just like, this has to be it. Hopefully he comes back in one piece and then we're going to have this conversation. So we had that conversation. And after that day, and this was before Madison. Yes. This was before Matt. This was, were we married? Mm. Anyway, somewhere around that, like right around like 22. Mm -hmm. I might've been 22. 
That was the last time that I ever had to deal with any overt acts of jealousy or control from you. I think something clicked and I remember telling you, and I think that might've been the one time that you knew that I was serious. When I told you, if this happens again, it is over. Mm -hmm. I think maybe every single time that I might've said that before, you did not believe me. Clearly you sensed something. There was something in your intuition where you knew that you could keep pulling the same trick over and over again and that ultimately I wouldn't leave you. Mm -hmm. But there must've been something in my energy, something in your soul told you like, this girl is serious and it never happened again. It doesn't mean that you never had those feelings or that you weren't jealous after that. That's not the conversation that I was talking about um, where you said that, you know, it just happened, mm-hmm. but that's when you stopped showing me right. and, you know, being crazy. Uh, interpret that loosely because we were married and you were still kind of stalking me. Mm-hmm. Like you would just pop up places and things like that, but it was never with aggression. Correct. Again, is what I mean. Um, so how do we get there? And we're just talking about, you know, we just want to just encourage you to have the conversations with your, your sons and your kids just, you know, just early. Because I see it happening a lot and I see it happening a lot with everybody. And I just want to make sure that we are teaching our kids and showing our kids the right way. So we are protecting and defending our women. Okay. And I just want to make a recommendation for something of, excuse me, of something for you guys to watch. Um, I saw someone post it on um Instagram. Actually, I follow Miss Bling Miami, mm-hmm. and she posted a little snippet of this Netflix documentary, mm-hmm. and it intrigued me. I read some of the comments, and people were like, oh, I saw that, I saw that. So then mm-hmm. I went home that night, and I watched it. Tried to watch it with Rashawn, but he kept falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, dude, you're on your own. I really want to see this. And it's called American Murder, I think American Murder, The Family Next Door. And Did you see it? It will break your heart. Really? Yes. It is about a man who had never been abusive, Mm -hmm. but went straight from zero to a hundred. He went to that escalation, you know, without the intermediary um, telltale signs and um, it ended badly. So I'm always looking for recommendations of things to watch because I feel like I've seen almost everything on Netflix, like a lot of you probably do. So whenever I see something good, I like to share it. So watch that and then let me know what you thought about it. But it was devastatingly sad. I'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely check it out. I haven't seen it. I know you've seen it, but I'll definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the email of the week, all right? Now usually we have nice cute cards, but because there's no nanny, Benz has been helping and shit is crazy. But here's the email of the week. Hey, Gia, I've been listening to your podcast for years. I've always, why is this hello, Gia? No, hello, Rashawn. All right. Um, I've always wanted to email you guys, but now I finally am. I'm living a nightmare and would love your insights. I have two kids, eight and one from two different men. My eight-year-old's father is not in his life. My current partner has been in his life for a while now, four or five years, since having my newborn and COVID, they haven't been getting along. To the point that my partner has had multiple blow-ups where he terrifies my son to the point of tears and shakes. 
Now, there's way more to the story, obviously, but I don't want to bore you guys. But long story short, we had another blow up. My eight year old is staying with my friend, but I just took a pregnancy test and found out I'm pregnant. All I could think of is how horrible timing this is. And second, being a single mom is so hard. It is it is not fair to bring another baby into this world. Especially being that I don't know if I want to be with the dad. Their relationship is not improving and I feel well, it would only get worse. I feel like if I stay, it's only because of my one-year-old, but that's not fair. I don't know if you will ever read this, but I respect you and your husband so much. So I would love to hear your perspective and advice. I have a small circle, so I don't have many people in my corner. Thank you for everything and your husband. I love what you do. It's amazing. What's her name? Uh, she didn't say her name. Nope, didn't say her name. Hi, Anonymous. Uh, you want me to start? Before you start, did she say that she was married? Sorry. No, she's not married. She's not married. Mm -hmm. Okay, please start. Uh, I would say this. The first conversation you need to have is with the eight-year-old and your baby's father. Um, if he's living in the house, there's no reason uh, as an excuse or a way to get away is you're leaving the eight-year-old with a friend. No, that eight-year-old has precedence in that house. Um, and if the father can't get along with the eight-year-old or we're having a problem, he's got to get the fuck out. Excuse my French. I'm not like when I curse, but word. I don't mind a little cursy poo here and there. Okay. Well, he needs to get the fuck out. The fuck, 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 fuck out. Um, and this is my whole point. An eight-year-old child uh, is a child. Your baby's father is an adult. It's his job to make sure that he's on the same, I don't want to say the same level, but on the same page as that eight-year-old. Uh, that eight-year-old might feel resentment maybe because of the way he talks to you and he sees it. Uh, that eight-year-old might feel a little resentment because his real dad is not there. That eight-year-old might not just like this guy, might get bad energy from the dude. Um, it is his job to make sure that he satisfies that and calms that down and becomes a friend, but also a father figure. Um, and I don't know why this popped in my mind, but um, I look at Fabulous, shout to Fabulous, right? And Fabulous just posted a picture and the picture was like, what's better than one dad, two? And it was Fab's stepdaughter and Fab, her, her real father and Fab together. Uh, and they both posted a picture together. So you can see that that, that dynamic works, right? And that's the dynamic that you need to work. He needs to be, I don't want to say a friend because some people be like, I'm not, that's your child, not your friend. But he needs to understand that, that kid needs to know that that man loves him. If he does love him, he might not love him. He might not like him. But if he doesn't like him, then you don't need him in your house because that's your child at the end of the day. You don't want your child to resent that man. You don't want your child to be scared when he walks into the house. You don't want that child to, to, to fear anything else. The home is where you're supposed to be sacred. It's supposed to be that place where you're calm, you're cool, and everything is okay. When you just seen when our kids walked in here, they were happy. They're home. There is no, I'm home. Fuck, I got to go in my room. Oh, my dad's going to beat me. Oh, my mom's going to curse me out. No, it's a happy place. It's, I'm home. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to go do my homework. I'm going to go eat. You know, home is where you want your kids to be, feel free and to feel comfortable to talk about everything that's going on in this world. This world is crazy. And for me, it's not just for my kids. Home is for a place where I have my sanity as well. It's my safe place as well as an adult. When I come home, all the stress is going out outside of the world. I can be me. I can walk around in my shorts and have my feet out and 
have my, my, my tank top, my wife beater on, and not care about what the world thinks. I can joke and laugh Nobody about my Nobody judging your toes. Nobody judging my toes, right? That's how I am about my house. And obviously, this eight-year-old, your eight-year-old son doesn't feel that way. So we got to get to the point where he does feel that way. You know, why doesn't he like this man? Does this man hit him? Does this man hurt him? Does this man pinch him when you're not watching? Does this man curse him out, talk to him nasty? Because kids pick up on all of that. And it doesn't even have to be anything as extreme as that. It could plainly be bad energy that your second child's father is giving to your first child. Or, yeah, or the fact it could be and like he treats is, the one-year-old better than he treats well, the eight-year-old. That's what yeah. I was... And the eight-year-old's like, damn, I'm here too. But it could be all of these, one of these, or none of these. You know what the issue is in between your son and his... I'll just call him your boyfriend. No, step stepdad or yeah, no, because not married. Barry, yeah. So step boyfriend, I guess. I just made that up. Clearly, mm-hmm. and your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I think boyfriend will suffice, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what it is, but even if you break it down to the simplest notion, if it's just bad energy, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything that you said. I barely have anything to add. I'm just going to piggyback a little bit off Mm -hmm. of um, something that you said. Mm -hmm. And um, it's the way that I always feel when it comes to parents and children. You can have a child who misbehaves, Mm -hmm. um, is nasty, has an attitude, is a problem, whatever. I'm not saying that your son is any of those things. I'm just giving giving an example. Let's say that you you have a child that has one of those issues. It's a parent's job to be a parent, which means that that does not give the parent the right to be nasty in response to an eight-year-old or to a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old. It doesn't give a parent an excuse like a child as well. It's kind of like, you know, the whole two wrongs don't make a right, but that's in like a sophomoric form. This is when you're dealing with a parent and a child. So the dynamic is so different. You've lived a whole lifetime. You have a whole myriad of maturity and experiences to draw from and you're educated and you should be, you, you know, your life should be broader where you've been taught different things and you know, do you have certain knowledge that you can apply to the raising of a child? So, well, he was nasty to me, so I was nasty to him, or he talked to me crazy, so this is what he gets. That's not okay. You have to embrace being a parent or a parent figure in that household and do it with maturity and with consciousness. And if a child is having a problem, it's your job to get to the bottom of that problem. If he is nasty or if he is, as we like to label children wrongly these days as bad, or if you view him as bad, then you need to get to the root of why that child is bad. And your job should be being the fixer. You get together with the mother of that child and say, this is what I, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I think. And this is what we need to do mm-hmm. to try to break him out of that. Maybe we need to show him more love. Maybe we need to do this. Maybe we need to do that. You need to be a problem solver. You don't add to the problem. You can't be a problem maker. You have to be a problem solver. And I see that with a lot of parents. 
their children misbehave or whatever. So they misbehave in response as a parent. Like it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. So if that guy in your house is not taking that approach, clearly he's not on your team. Right. Your son is infinitely more important than the father of your second child. Point blank, period. Um, I got the same impression that you got when um, the email said that her son, the eight-year-old, is staying at a friend's house. I automatically thought her friend's house, but maybe she meant at his friend's house because my first um, thought was like, oh, you kicked your son out to keep well, the father there out, yeah. or you had your son leave so that the father could reside. But maybe that's not what she meant. Maybe mm-hmm. he just happens to be out of the household right now for a particular reason. Right. Maybe he's staying with a friend for a particular reason or out of state or whatever. I don't know. But if you did have your son leave to make the situation at home easier, that is bonkers. That is not okay. That means that you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Because now your son is displaced and thinking that your boyfriend means more to you than he does, which is laying groundwork for a whole lot of current problems and I'm certain potential problems down the road. Um, so if that is the case, and we could have misunderstood the email, so that's a disclaimer. I'm not quite sure exactly what you meant, but if that is what you meant, then you are doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. 100%. Um, but you need to sit your boyfriend down and have that tough talk with him mm-hmm. and let him know where your true loyalty lies. And that is with the life that you created, your eight-year-old. Now, regarding her unborn child, basically what I got from the email was that if she was not Staying with the dad. She was just trying to decide if she wants to keep the baby or not. Um, yeah. Was her was her question, should she keep the child? Or is she just saying that? What Exactly how did she? I think she was just basically saying she was she trying to decide. That? She was saying, um, I just took a pregnancy test and I found that I'm pregnant. All I can think of how horrible timing this is. And second, being a single mom is so hard. Is it fair to bring another baby in the world? Especially being that I don't know if I want to be with their dad. The relationship is not improving. So basically she was saying, is it fair to bring another baby in the world? Um, I think that ha- bringing another baby in the world has nothing to do with the dad. I mean, if you want to bring another baby in the world, that's you. And you be a strong, positive mom and positive role model. And don't worry about him. I mean, having babies, there's so many people that have lost babies that had um I mean, look at Chrissy Tiggin just lost lost a child. Um, if you want a child, I say you take that child. Don't worry about the father. You just know that you be strong and you raise that baby the best way that you know how to. You seem like a strong woman, and I think you will do fine. I don't think you need him in your corner to help, but I do think you need to have that conversation and squash that beef and see where that animosity is coming from between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a personal choice. Yeah. You need to assess what all you can handle because yes, being a single mom is difficult, but I do believe that we can do anything that we put our minds to. So if you love children and you want that child, I'm certain that 
you can make it happen and raise another beautiful child. But that does not mean that you have to remain with somebody that you don't want to be with if that is the case. The priority right now is to decide what's going on with your son and see how he reacts to having that conversation because that for me would be a deal breaker. And then after that conversation, you can decide on your future, whether you're going to remain with him or not. And that can help you figure out where you stand, where it comes to bringing another life into the world with him. Right. Absolutely. Well, we wish you the best of luck and keep us updated. You can email us or DM because we would love to know. All right. Everybody thank else. Thank you, Anonymous. Thank you guys for joining us. And again, shout out to our sponsor, which is Positivity Water. <laughs> Make sure you get your Positivity Water. You can order it on Amazon. And uh, if you see it out and about, whether you're in the airport, because they sell it in the airport at any store, take a picture. I would love to repost it. Um, but again, That's you can pick idea. it up on uh, Amazon Positivity Water. All right. Well, I'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Kia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles.